Hello, everybody. I gotta pee. Really? <laughs> I do. Steve, seriously. I'm serious, yeah. You're ridiculous. I'll wait for a minute. Okay. Right. My goodness, you're ridiculous. Yeah. Well, hi, everybody. I am Kate Dillon from Crate Insider, and I'm sitting here today with Steve Me. Hendren from Hendren <clears throat> Racing Engines. And of course, this is part of the Racing Insiders podcast, and we do this for Crate Insider. We go live every Sunday at 5.30 Eastern is our new time. This time of year. Yeah. This time of year, we're going with 5.30 Eastern on both Facebook and on YouTube. So we invite you to ask any questions you might ask. But you even told me to start the broadcast early. I did, and I forgot. I had and then to the pee. moment that we start, you're I like, had to pee. I have to pee. So oh, anyway. I mean, it's I, I stage fright. Stage fright. Wow. <laughs> now, I used to do that. Um, so, it, well, I probably still do that. Like when I'm ready to record videos, then it's like, I have to, oh, gosh, I have to use the restroom really quick. Okay, well, now I'm thirsty. Now, and I have to get a drink of water yeah. and oh my gosh, my, I have to redo my lipstick and, and I do, I go, I can, I can procrastinate making a video for like two hours. It's pretty easy. Yeah, at least you got to do number one, not a number two. So. Oh, for goodness sake. Just saying. All right. If you're going to go, go. I'm going to say hi to some folks. All right. I'll be right back. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sorry. Sorry. Got to pee. Wow. Anyway. Did not plan this. Um, I'm going to say hi. Hi, Scott from California where Bobby Hogue the fourth won at Antioch last night. I know. Um, Steve, awesome. Yeah, Steve says that's awesome. And Danny says hi. And Roy Bain, of course, I've been on his podcast and really enjoyed that a lot. In fact, Roy, you know, doing the StreamYard experience with you, it, it really motivated me to try it out for myself. And we love StreamYard now. Just absolutely love StreamYard for being able to stream live to both Facebook and YouTube. It has been absolutely phenomenal. So, you know, thanks for that motivation. I was aware of StreamYard, but uh, just hadn't used it. And it's totally worthwhile for us here. So thank you. And Dell's here. Hi, Dell. You know, summer's coming up or, you know, weather is getting nicer. We're going to have to plan a trip up to uh, Lake Adger or one of the lakes around here. Uh, Tom's here from California and KL is what's up, guys. And more racing says hi, Kate and Steve. And uh, yep. And, and Tom, your question will get you there. And uh, more racing says just just ordered me a 15 inch four blade fan. Awesome. Great. Oh, sorry about so, Oh, for goodness sake! <laughs> Gosh, you're making me sound like a grandma now. I'm not joking. All right, so we we Tom says, "Hey, what's Steve drinking today?" Uh, basic bitch ultra. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we we always do this about what we're drinking today. Yeah. So you, you're drinking um an ultra, ultra, yeah. ultra. Yep, and I'm drinking. I decided to drink a kombucha today. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Kombucha. I don't even, Wow. Kombucha? That, that did, you say not, did you say kombucha? That's what it is. Kombucha. Kombucha. Not not kombucha. Kombucha. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like. It's kind of weird. Well, it probably is, but whatever. That's what I'm drinking. And <laughs> although Danny says, Steve has been drinking vitamin P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. And Darren says it, it goes in and goes out the same color. Trust oh me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Oh, William Glass is here. He says, uh, hello from South Georgia. Yep. Thanks for my engine, Kate. <laughs> 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 All right. We are actually we've got some real questions here. So oh. we'll jump into some questions right. and then we can do Damn, some, already. some current That's events. Weird. I know. Yeah. Any yeah. questions you guys have, jump just drop them into the comments. That's and um, if I can answer, I will. If I can't, I'll say I can. So, yeah. Oh, and I just got a comment here. Nice Bolas t shirt there. Yep. 
Yep, BLP, man. Uh, and I'm repping Crate Insider. You just can't see it that's under my we, hair. That's where we buy all our center sections for our carburetors from. So. Wow, you're gonna you're giving up your secrets, Steve. Uh, I mean, everybody other than Willie uses them, so there you go. Well, I think it's Willie no has secret. his own, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we do have a good question right here from Tommy. He says, how many races before a 602 should be refreshing or refreshed? <clears throat> um, I recommend that everybody like leaks them down every 10 races. And when you show more than about 15, 12 to 15% cold leak down, then it's time to freshen up. Well, can you explain cold leak down versus uh, I mean, cold, yeah, cold I mean, leak down versus yeah, hot I mean, leak down? You're, you're, not, you're not starting the engine up. I mean, you're just like going out the garage on Tuesday afternoon and or Tuesday night and leaking the thing down cold. Okay. That's a good, that's a good one. Okay. Oh, we got a, let's see. Crandall is here and he says, Hey, update on last week's question about my carb flooding out in the corners. Mm -hmm. Steve said to put the tube from the front to the back to fix it. I tried that and put pressure regulator on and it's still doing the same thing. Huh. Any other ideas? Hmm. Hmm. Need to think on that one for a minute. Yeah, that might be a call me Monday question. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. Um, and it might be a talk to my brother question. Right. Because my brother's like the carburetor guru, and I'm not. So. Well, we all have limits, Steve. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although it seems like you know everything. All right, here we go. I don't know everything. Trust me. <laughs> More racing says. Uh, what thermostat do you recommend for a 602? I started overheating after 15 laps. No thermostat. And tell us a little bit why. Um, I don't trust them because of just what you said. Um, so I recommend no thermostat. Run everything wide open. Um, tailor your cooling to whatever fan size, diameter, everything else that you're going to run. Which is one of the reasons why I like the race fan that you sell. Okay. Because you, you can literally do that. I mean, you need... Four blades, you need three, you need two. Yeah. Start with the least amount. Is that gonna be, I mean, that draws the least amount of power off the engine. Right. And then, you know, tailor it to, to what you need. Right. But yeah, no, no thermostat, man. Them thermostats are horrible. Gotcha. They fail all the time. And honestly, I don't even think you can get the damn system completely full with a thermostat. Oh. So I'm not a I'm not a fan. Well, I knew you weren't a fan, but you know, yeah. I, I think it's great to just kind of dive a little bit deeper into to right. why and what's the better solution. Yep. All right. So here we go. Um, Rock says, what's the best two barrel adapter to use on a 604 with a 54412? Um, there's an HVH adapter you can use uh, that you can actually move it forward and backward on the intake manifold. If you're using like a four barrel intake and you got to use an adapter to do a two barrel. Um, Is that the two barrel that I saw? Yeah. Okay. You've actually, yeah, I think you've got one, one or two on the shelf. I mean, it's not a common thing to sell because it's not a common rule. But, right. But we, we usually say it's for a 602 because we don't really have a lot of 604s that have to run a 4412 two-barrel carburetor. But yeah, I mean, you can move it forward and backward. And honestly, about a half inch off of center towards the back is usually where they run best. Oh, that's a, that's a nice little tech tip right there. I like it. Okay. Uh, KL says, Steve, besides the obvious bolt pattern difference, what's the difference between crate headers and standard 23 degree? Um, well, it's not a bolt pattern difference, though, is it? No, the bolt pattern is the same. It's port alignment versus bolt pattern. Right. So you're going to have like for, let's say, let's, let's take a 602 or a 604 crate engine. 
you're going to have a, an alignment issue versus the center line of what the bull pattern is. The bull pattern is the same on both. Right. But you're going to have like a port alignment deal. Yeah. And then 23 degree heads, like, you know, race heads. I mean, you could have spread exhaust ports. You could have standard exhaust ports. So there's, there's a difference there. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing is that whatever headers you're using, you want to have a flange that matches up to the exhaust ports on your particular and well, I mean, am I, am I right? yeah, and what I'll, what I'll tell you is, like, if you take, I, I think some of the BA stuff, mm -hmm. and you take some of the Profab stuff right now, um, 604 headers will work on 602s, but not the other way around. Okay. So. Although I think BAs, their 602s will work on both. They've got them. They, they, they might. Right. Yeah, they, I, so I, their, their, their 604s know, are pretty specific to 604s. Yeah. But their 602 headers will work on both. It's just the way the way okay. they've the way they've designed the the uh, flange on that. Yeah, and it's all it all has to do with the flange. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um. Okay. Darren says I'd like to say the guys at Raise Logic were very helpful with questions I had about my hobby stock setup after the class. They were personally in contact with me. Thanks a lot to them. Oh, I'm so glad, Darren. That's fantastic. I'm I'm so glad. I mean, I, I'm so proud of the work that we've done with Race Logic, and I mean what we've been able to do. And well, I mean, I went to my first out. one this year. And yeah. It was a late model school. Yeah. And honestly, one of the best things I've ever been to. Isn't that because I mean you you got guys that are in the know giving away secrets that you know. Yeah. You're not going to get anywhere else, honestly. Well, and I saw Matt Henderson won again, and absolutely I mean, he was instrumental to put one four eleven last night. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, that's great. And and I think that's in the CBR know, house car. Yeah. Well, and and I think Darren and Chip, and Chip was there mm -hmm. giving all sorts of advice to everybody. Oh, yeah. At the A model school. For sure. So. Yeah, they're I mean, just that whole group of bringing together. And what I really love, too, is when you have instructors who it's not that they disagree. They just have a different viewpoint or a different opinion. Well, the, so it's not just like, okay, you, this is the, this is the <laughs> curriculum we are teaching and there's only one way. That's where you actually learn stuff. Right. Is difference of opinion. Right. So I'm going to have a difference of opinion, let's say versus Corey Hedgecock, or I'm going to have a difference of, of opinion versus Jason Orr or, or whoever else in the industry. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of take everything we say not necessarily with a grain of salt, but you can like kind of pick and choose what you want to follow. Well, and, and, but you're getting great advice no matter who's giving it to you. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't know how to, how to state that any better. Well, but I, I think it is a mistake to try to get advice from, you know, 10 different places and then, it's you, a mistake and then get... you cherry pick it. And, yeah. you know, it's like picking out an outfit. I mean, right. I'm going to go full girl here, you know, but you can't just pick a necklace from one outfit and a shirt from one and a pair well, of pants I mean, from the other and ha and think that it's going to match and go together. Yeah, I mean, li listen to me, listen to Corey, listen to Jason, listen to whoever and kind of go with that. And then when it doesn't work for you, I don't know, incorporate somebody else's ideas. Well, and it could also be an expansion of what you decide to go with. So, so for instance, I mean, a really good example of that is, is you tend to like the Falcon transmissions, the Falcon roller slides. Right. And we know that Dave Hammond likes the, the birds. Correct. You know, he's, he's a Brins. Brit. Yeah. Well, Brins or gen one birds. That's yeah, the, he, you know, he's less on the, on the Falcon. Well, I mean, we all, that's just, that's the difference of opinion very, and experience. Well, so, and, and, and I think it also, I think it's, opinion i think it's experience but i think it's also areas of the country 
And I think some of the parts that we talk about are really kind of depend on where you're at in the country because the dirt's so much different in the South than it is in the Midwest right. um, or is on the West Coast. So you're going to have just well, the wear, wear different and tear situations. On your race different. Absolutely. So. And the rules, the rule packages are different. Right. So some things are just going to be more suited to certain applications. And yeah. and that's what we're bringing in with all of that experience. And I agree with a lot of what, a lot of what Dave has to say about the brand. Uh-huh. But I'm going to say I agree with him like, 60%. Right. So, yeah. Well, and I, th I think Dave deals with um, a lot of the modifieds and IMCA yeah. market. Right. You know, that type of thing. All right. Oh, here's here's a question for you, Steve. Mm -hmm. um, Jason says, how much time is needed in advance for dyno time? Um, like, if you call me on a Monday, normally, like, let's say this week, I mean, I've got like Thursday, Friday booked. I've got nothing like Tuesday, Wednesday. I normally don't like to dyno on Monday unless we have to. Just because it's Monday's like crazy day. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know, a couple days. Yeah, gotcha. All right, so back to the uh, header question. Kale says, I've mashed up the gaskets and they would not block any existing exhaust that I can see. This was a conversation I had this past week. Okay, but if it, if the header does not block the exhaust at all, then yeah, you can run it. Good answer. Usually without a problem. I mean, um, I mean, what the only question I have is like, what, what's the header tube diameter? What's the I'd have a lot of questions as far as like 23 degree headers versus, you know, running them on 602 or 604. Well, I mean, are they but, a stepped header? Are they? You yeah, know, I mean, you... I mean, I mean, I mean, if it's not blocking the exhaust port, you're not going to like completely kill yourself. But right. there's a reason we have specific headers for 602, 604s. Very true. Very true. All right, David says, what's the best oil to run with a 602? We run the Valvoline VH1. Um, there's nothing wrong with the Valvoline. I mean, I think it's a good product. I'm, I can't sit here and bash it. and I'm not going to bash anybody's product. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, for me personally, I mean, I I promote the three oils that I know work the best, and that's Schaefer's, that's Daytona 1, and that's Klotz. Mm -hmm. So, yep, we have all three um, of those. I've tested the VH1. And I'll leave it at that. Gotcha. Or VR1, whatever. Or VR, yeah, VR1. All right. Uh, Tim says, Steve, on the 525 you did for me, the mm -hmm. last two races we have run, my headers have been glowing red, but never mm -hmm. before. Any suggestions? Uh, that's that's just the, that's like it being really rich. Okay. So, I mean, like if it's one of our carburetors and the headers are glowing red, um, that's not uncommon, honestly, because like, We've got the the idle circuit like so rich on these things to get them to take off that they're gonna you'll glow the headers. Okay. So what it is is just it's unburned fuel exiting the you know through the header, and because it's unburned, it's still burning as it goes out, so it glows the headers. Oh. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um. So I it's not something I worry about, and weather has a lot to do with that. Oh. So you might glow the headers. I mean, I don't know, last night when it was like kind of super humid. So the engine's going to go full rich anyway. Okay. Where today you're not going to glow the headers because there's like, it's dead dry out. I mean, there's no humidity. I wouldn't so. say that, but we're not completely breathing water like we were no, no. yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes a big difference too. But. That's interesting. Um, nothing I'd worry about messing with, honestly. Mm -hmm. 
Because, I mean, we're talking like a few horsepower here or there, so it's not. I mean, your odds of screwing something up by messing with jetting when there are way, way more than, you know, the two or three horsepower you're losing by potentially being too rich. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Uh, Brian asks, what is the best balancer or damper for a 602 in an asphalt modified? Um, I mean, like, I assume you're allowed to change it because it's asphalt from the factory one. So uh, GM actually makes a six and a quarter inch balancer, I think, that you can put on there. And then other than that, I mean, ATI would be my first choice. Okay. Good to know. All right, Danny is asking, he says, on a 602 crate motor, there has been talk in our pits about jet coating the headers, pros and cons. I'm not familiar with jet coating, unless we're talking about ceramic coating. We're, we're, yeah, we're talking about ceramic coating, I think. Um, pro, uh, you're getting rid of heat uh, out of the engine bay. Um, con, all that heat's in the header. So the headers, I don't think, last as long. Yeah, you're trapping it. You're not letting I mean, it out. I mean, I, what I can go by is like what Andy at Profab says is like, don't take our stainless headers and coat them. Right. Well, I, if you coat them, they're not going to last as long as what they would normally last. So. Well, I mean, I remember talking to Greg Fusler at Dynatech back in the day, too, and he and I talked about header wraps and ceramic coating. And what he said is, yeah, if you're if you're insulating them, just like any kind of insulation, if you're, like if you're trying to you isolate it, yeah, like if you're trying to isolate the heat, you're still, you, you, you've got all of that heat building up and Correct. then it's just going to radiate out from it. And we yeah, gotta, I mean, got all the there's a reason up, why we don't sell like ceramic all, coated headers. Yeah. All that heat stuck in the header tube. And it, like I said, it's going to deteriorate the uh, metal over time. Well, and I mean, and I would wonder too, I mean, look at what we do with anti-reversion and we're trying to, we're trying to completely exhaust all of the exhaust. And I don't know if their ceramic coating would make any difference, but if no. you are going to insulate, it's still going to be hotter. And don't you want that fresh air charged? And no, not be, not that doesn't it. matter. That, okay. that, that's completely two different things. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's why I asked the question. <clears throat> right. So, but I, I don't recommend it. I mean, we, we played years and years ago with ceramic porting or I mean, ceramic coating, uh, exhaust ports, mm -hmm. combustion chambers, stuff of that nature. And I mean, it's nothing I'd recommend, honestly. Yeah. Interesting. William's asking if he needs to change to Tuesday. Do what? William Glass is asking if he needs to change to Tuesday. To Tuesday. I don't get it. I don't know if he's going to dyno or what, but I don't know. Okay. I'm I don't not know. sure. I don't have a, I don't okay. have a dyno written down for him yet. <laughs> um, more says more racing 38, probably a dumb question for a couple laps. My car feels good going into turns and coming out of turns, but in between, but in between the two turn sometimes get loose and slides to the wall. Any recommendations? Uh, hang on. It feels good for a couple of laps going yeah, into turns yeah, and coming out, but in, in between gets loose and slides to the wall. I mean, generally, if you're like pushing up towards a wall, I mean, that's, you're too tight. So that's too much left rear drive mm. in the middle of the corner. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if the car is going to the wall, that tells you what you need to know. I mean, the left rear is driving harder than the right rear. So you're, that's where you go. <laughs> to yeah. the wall. Gotcha. Um, William says, oh, you said him, it must be a dyno appointment for the first Monday of May. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, yeah, it's uh, sorry, it's beyond my calendar. I got yeah. on the wall right now. So. Monday's better. Mon no, I mean Mon Monday's fine. I mean, like if I set you an appointment for Monday, it's a good. But mm -hmm. yep. Okay, let's see. We've got another one from Chad. He says, with an anti version on a six hundred four crate late model with Schoenfeld headers, do you recommend any exhaust past? The anti-reversion. Uh, you don't need to run any, but it's not going to hurt you to like run turndowns. So yeah, but I wouldn't run like you know another eighteen inches or twelve inches of pipe. So turndowns fine, but no, there's no reason to to go beyond that. Yeah, good good to know. All right, wow, we just had a like big run of questions right that's there. Good. Yeah, no, like that's, that's why we're here. That is exactly why we're here. How was your week though, Steve? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just not going to ask anymore. <laughs> not going to ask. Insane. Well, that's good. That's, I mean, yeah, mine was too. It's just such a struggle to get stuff right now. So. Oh, we're, we're having that problem. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, Crate Racing USA and Rush. Oh, it's a just, PSA here. Just yeah. said that we can use aftermarket piston rings because we can't get piston rings from GM. Right. Um, obviously, those engines will be you know, they're serialized. So they're, and this is no performance advantage. This is just what they're going to allow, allow us to do. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a known and, and, and it's known and it's mm -hmm. documented which engines will have these rings in there. But um, yeah, I mean, we, we haven't been able to get freaking piston rings from Jim. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a challenge. It's been a uh, total clusterfuck. Hey, I got air filters this week. You did. You got like 800,000 air filters this week. Yeah, I may have gotten two pallets um, that may have really upset the guys at the shop, and now they want me to move out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they said, Kate, you need to come down here and you get this stuff out of our way. Yeah, get the shit out of the fucking way. Yeah, well, that yeah, was more accurately what exactly what he said. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, to get so loaded up. You and Evil Assistant Tori showed up on Tuesday and got all the shit out of the way. Was Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause dropped off my car because nothing happens on Tuesdays. So right. there's no appointments on Tuesdays in my world. Right. So I've got top five Tuesday that day, and it's a super busy phone day. So, so yes, yes, we did, and yeah. they're all piled up on top of the pallet racking, and yeah, yeah. You know so how mad I'm gonna be when I gotta get, get on a ladder to like ship a fucking air filter. Well, you bring down one box at a time. Yeah, no, I'm still okay. gonna be mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need you to to. You might be a basic bitch with your beer, but I'm just gonna need you to kind of bitch down a little bit, okay? okay. All right, you know. <laughs> Man up or bitch down is that what you Yeah, let's let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, we we're, we're back to anti reversion. Um, mm -hmm. Jr. says you just said not to run pipe past the anti reversion muffler. Right. I run pavement and was wondering if I'm wasting my money using them if I run 36-inch straight pipes after the reversion. I mean, no, you're not wasting your money using them by any means. I'm just saying you don't have to run anything after the muffler. Right. So there's no reason to unless you're, I mean, if your rules call for it. I mean, I've got Northeast Modifieds, like big block Modifieds, running anti-reversion, and hell, they got like freaking five-foot enam extension because the exhaust has got to exit out of the back of the car. So, no, it's, it's not going to hurt you but there's no reason to run more than you need to. Is it better to be close to the collector or is it better to be close to the end of it the It depends system? on the primary tube length of the header. Okay. Uh, normally the longer the primaries are, the closer you want it to the collector. Okay. And then the shorter the primaries are, you might need some extension to make 
things work right. Okay, so most of our it's, launching it, headers. It, it, it's honestly, it, unless it's something we've dynoed specifically or we've worked with, I'm going to recommend that people like get it on a chassis dyno because and to play with the links because engine dyno will tell you jack shit. I mean, yeah, there's you're mm -hmm. wasting time on a fucking engine dyno, but on the uh, you know with the NR version stuff, but I would definitely uh, get on get on a chassis dyno and play with the links of collector versus where the muffler's sitting. But primarily, normally, the longer the primary tube length, the closer you want the uh, muffler to the collector. Well, and I was just mentioning that most of the crate headers that we sell are long tube headers, so. Yeah, I wouldn't call them super long tube. No, but they're um, called long the, tube headers. Yeah, I mean, the way the way the ProFab stuff's designed, I wouldn't even call them long tube at all. Um, I'd call them probably like more mid-length, okay. but yeah, we run them right on the collector. Yeah. But it's kind of the way the header's designed, not. Right. So you got to play with the shit is what I'm getting at. All right. David asks, um, how much total ignition time? Oh, we run 35. For what? Um, David, if you could let us know what you're, if you've got a 602 or a 604 or what you've got there. Yeah. I mean, 602 or 604 generally. 34 is safe all the time. Mm -hmm. Then depending on what kind of fuel that you're using, um, I've got E85 stuff running 38 degrees. Yeah. I've got, you know, gas stuff running, you know, 34. So like, you know, a couple of years ago when I did the whole engine for Bloomquist deal, we dynoed the day we dynoed. Um, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. On Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a bloomer. <laughs> That's how shit works. But um, like the day we dynoed, you know, we were on CHP fuel and it was super cold. It was a good day to dyno. Not super cold, but I mean, it was like perfect day to dyno. And I mean, most power was at 34. Yeah. We went to 35, 36 and lost power. So we uh, automatically go back to 34. We gain power. So it, it it'll vary, but usually it's, you know, the kind of fuel you're running and uh, how, what your air fuel ratio is. Gotcha. All right. Um, the question is for me Ooh, from rock. Kate it says Bush. for Kate, do you sell the GM head gasket separately for the 603, 604? Um, the answer to that is no, I do not. That's and, it's header gasket. Yeah. Um, well, no, head, he says head gaskets, header gaskets would be different. Header gaskets. Yes. I sell those head gaskets. I don't because in most of the divisions or most of the racing applications, guys can't get into their own engines, so they can't replace their own head gaskets. And that's just going to be an engine builder thing. Right. So I do not sell head gaskets, sell but I do gaskets. sell header gaskets. Yes. We really like those ones um, um, really for the 604. I, I don't have a great 602 um, header yeah. gasket option. No. I, need to, I need to do a little bit of homework on that for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Jr. Oh, he was he he was using the thirty six inch straight types pipes, and he was using the Schoenfeld tri y headers. Mm. Is really mm -hmm. what that applied to um, on that. And then the um, the ignition time that he's running thirty five is for so two. So on a on a Schoenfeld tri y, mm -hmm. you want to run the uh, muffler right on the end of the collector. Okay. So great, and then he can run his thirty six inch. If you pipes need, if you have to, yeah. I mean, if you don't, I mean, just. Put a turn down and dump it out right out of the right out of the muffler. There we go. Great. 
Okay. Christopher's here, says hi, from Monterey, California. All right. We have people here from California and Georgia and North Carolina. Like right across the street from my hometown? Yeah. Or the Bay. <laughs> Not necessarily the street, but the Bay. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'll bet you miss California sometimes. I miss all my friends, obviously. I miss the convenience of everything that we had there. I mean, other than like Newsom lockdown for the last year. So I'm going to say pre-COVID. I miss um, I miss the weather. The weather's what I miss. Yeah. Because him being from Monterey, he, we, he had the same weather as I had in Santa Cruz. So I, that's what I miss. I miss the damn weather. Yeah, uh, like- I used to love summertime there, mm-hmm. and now I just dread it here. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. cool and foggy in the morning in California, and then it's don't don't miss the taxes, degrees. don't miss the politics, don't miss all the friggin' hippies. So. Wow. Yeah, I do. I do <laughs> love being in Rutherford, North Carolina, or as we say it, Ruffton is how we say it here. That's not how I say it. Well, that has I refuse. I refuse to succumb to the whole. I do too. So I call it Rutherfordton. Yeah. Because I still call it baby chickens, baby chickens, or chicks. Not dibs. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do say y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll say that every now and again. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I, but I've always I, said that. So okay. I, like, I, uh, I have a question for you. So if you could go back to pre-COVID days, mm-hmm. what is one thing you wish you had done pre-COVID? Like, what is one thing you wish you'd done? Anything? Because, you know, the world has changed. And, oh, yeah. Going back like, to Europe, obviously. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't, it's not obvious. It's like, a, yeah, it's I mean, a, to, it's me, a to, to, to me, I mean, that's one of my favorite places in the world is anywhere in Europe. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and it'll be a few years. It's kind of on my dream list of places, you know, I ain't flying, I, I'm not flying nowhere if I got to wear a stupid mask. So there you go. Right. Yeah. I would say that mine, I thought of it today. I'll, I'll, I'll be like the people that got kicked off the airplane the other day. Cause their two year old toddler was eating food and didn't have a mask on. Oh, well, so I don't mean me. So. I don't know. I don't get it, but whatever. I would say the one thing that I wish I'd done was gone to DC and had a DC trip um, before, before mm. there was fences around yeah. everything. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. Before pre protests, pre fences, <laughs> pre lockdown, everything. Um, Cause it's, it's a really cool city and can be really inspirational. And now, I mean, it's, I don't know, whatever. But I wish I would have done that Democrat before. controlled right now. There you go. Yeah. No, I actually just saw, I, I watch a lot of YouTube. And uh, one question that was posed was, hey, do you think this is the end of school kids visiting D.C., you know, going on a D.C. trip? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, at least for now. I mean, Could of course, be. kids really aren't in school. But how much of a wacky son of a bitch is in charge. So who knows what's going to happen. All right. We do have a, a, a I'm going to need some details on this question here, All Steve. Right. All right. From Matt Henderson, mm-hmm. his racing page. He says, Steve, how much permatest text <laughs> should I use <laughs> as a head of basket? <laughs> Can we do a video like where we, we demonstrate how much, how much. Uh, we might have to, cause fucking Henderson just asked a question. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. And this is actually little to none. Yeah. Well, it, you, you do a demo. It, if you if you're using profabs, you're using wiles, little to none. If you're using anything else, you might need to like gob that shit on there. Who knows? Wow. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. No, we need, we definitely, definitely need to do that. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Christopher says, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he says you miss the seafood here on the bay. You know who doesn't eat seafood? Steve. This guy. Steve does not eat I seafood. I do not miss seafood. Nope. No, I don't miss seafood at all. It's yeah. Yeah. I'm, all right, we get a like, big one. Shrimp is the extent of my yeah seafood. All right, yeah. Ar um, Arliss is asking, at what compression ratio do you need to start running good gas? I have an open three fifty five with just some flat top pistons. No, nine and a half, nine point five. Nine and a half to one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nine and a half, nine and a half, ten to one. Okay. Um, area with dart sportsman heads. I read somewhere that the 602s ran just as good or better on the low octane gas. So I've been running 93 and haven't noticed that much difference. Question is really at what compression ratio do you benefit from the higher octane and will it hurt my motor running on the 93? No, I mean, nine and a half to one motor. I mean, we'll run fine on 93. Um, are you getting the best performance? No. Um, you can, I mean, octane's kind of a, deceiving number yeah um because i mean if you look at something like chp you're talking it's 107 octane but it's also got like 14 or 15 percent oxygenation in the fuel mm -hmm. oxygen content right so you you be you benefit by the oxygen content the but the but the uh, uh shit octane rating it doesn't hurt you at that point because you're benefiting from the oxygen um, something like your engine, I would definitely be running something like CHP mm -hmm. for sure. Or an in, in E85 it's, if it's legal, um, where you really need to get into higher end, high, higher, uh, octane fuels is when you get like above about 12 and a half, 13 to one. So, yeah. And of course, if you can run methanol, do that. Well, yeah. I mean, methanol is just fucking cure all for everything. I have no idea why we, we can't run that everywhere, but yeah. Yep. Um, Matt is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do need to get him to do a video though, Matt. He, he, he sent me a freaking message last night talking about his win. Oh yeah. And, oh, and, I'm, just, I'm not going to say what he said. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I just, I saw, I just saw it on Facebook today. All right. More racing says I run 19 inch tires on PS and 19 inch on right front, 20 inch right rear. I don't understand on the PS. Am I supposed to be running a 20 inch on both PS? PS. I don't know what you mean. I'm, I'm sorry. I, don't I have understand. no idea. If you could spell that out, I'd appreciate that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that means. Um, John says, do you recommend running the aluminum balancer on a 602 or is that a no-no? Well, I mean, I mean, if it's in your rules to where you can do it, I mean, so long as, I mean, the, the 602s have got like, they're zero balanced on the front side and they got a counterweight on the back side. So, I mean, if it's something you can run, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, I'd run it, but I mean, you're talking like, you're talking like getting rid of weight that's like that big in diameter. Well, what about, is that about nine inches, eight, eight inches? inches? Mm -hmm. Yeah, eight inches in diameter. Mm -hmm. All right, so you, what, you eliminate like three pounds, four pounds, something like that? Going like in that diameter? From eight That's inches. not going to make a difference. Now, you get rid of something like back here on the backside. So it's like a 24-inch. I'm yeah. describing because this is a podcast, right, so right. people can't see your hands. Oh. Yeah, I mean. That big? Yeah. Like flywheel? Like 24 Flywheel is going to make 18. a hell of a lot of difference versus balance. Gotcha. So, all right, we got a long one here. 
Um, Danny says, barometric pressure and weather conditions, as we mm -hmm. are in upstate New York, mm -hmm. moisture affects some of the fuel to air ratio. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier that jetting is not recommended, but engines here seem to want a jet change as day turns to night. Um, what's something that's recommended? Um, it does here. I mean, I, we, me and my brother, actually, we, we went through and like did a whole jet change chart and we had a whole air station with my, in my trailer, like when uh -huh. we went to the races. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. I mean, in like, in order to keep the same air fuel ratio from like, of course, we dynoed everything, measured everything, barometric pressure, the whole nine yards. Right. And then, of course, we made like, a, I mean, a whole, what do you call it? Uh, spreadsheet. Spreadsheet on what we had to do jet wise to keep everything the same as the day we dynoed and we're producing max power, right? Right. And what you find is that barometric pressure's gotta change a lot. What was I it? mean, I mean, there's no like I can think of like we had a whole air station in my freaking trailer, everything. Cause we're gonna like to be we're gonna be trick, we're gonna outrun everybody because we've got, you know, mm -hmm. all this info that nobody else has got. And I think we changed just like twice ever. And because it doesn't change enough to change jets. And what a lot of people don't know is like, let's say you have a 74 or 75 jet front and back, mm -hmm. right? Let's say you have to go to a 76 from 74. Okay. Well, like what a lot of people don't know is like some of these jets are actually smaller. So if you go from a 74 to a 76, the 76 is smaller than 74. That's an example. It's not true to, to fact. I'm just using those numbers. Okay. So it, it, to me, it's a waste of time. Well, if it is something that you guys wanted to dive into. No, if you're, if you're drag racing. Oh oh, I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. Right. No, it's interesting that Willie's used to have an app. that it would, it would yeah. um, Well, it, they haven't really kept it active because it would show you the barometric pressure and everything from the airport that would be closest right. to where you're at. And it would also just ex explain that, hey, if there's this much of a change, that this is the jetting that you'd want to you'd mm -hmm. go to. would be different. So, I'm not a fan. But you said something about drag racing. Now, if we're talking altitude, altitude, there's a benefit. Because, I mean, you're not going to go from sea level to 5,000 feet and use the same jets. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Then you'd want to change jets. But it's like your local Saturday night racetrack um, from, let's say, this time of year until you know, September, if you had to change jets more than twice that entire time, I'd be amazed. Wow. All right. We do have, um, we're going to go back to that tire question mm -hmm. and, um, PS stands for passenger side. So passenger side. I run 19 inch tires on the passenger side and 19 inch on right front. Well, that's the same thing. Um, 20 inch right rear. Am I supposed to be running a 20 inch on both passenger sides? Um, uh, I mean, that's just, I mean, what, I mean, what kind of car you got? I mean, looks what, like kind of stag car. what kind of stagger you want? I mean, stagger is what determines what you want to run for tire diameter. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, 19 inch tire is really freaking small. So that can't be. I think that's a, um, a stock car. And a lot of that's going to depend on, 
I mean, a lot of things, your air pressure. Yeah, your, it's, there's so many variables, that, man. Yeah, not I mean, something we can really quickly answer. No, I mean, nine, time, nine times out of ten, I mean, you're, we're turning left, so we want staggering the car of some sort. Um, me, personally, I never like anything more than like four inches of stagger. So. Mm -hmm. But that's a personal uh, preference, That's right? a personal preference. So I've got customers like eight, <laughs> you know. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Trent Ivy used to. In his credit card, he ran eight, eight inches of stagger everywhere, everywhere he went. Huh. I can't stand it. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, I that's a, a different uh, deal. But he says he's running. Uh, oh, and then more racing is, is uh, dropping in saying, I'm running 19-inch tires on front and back driver's side. And on passenger side, I'm running 20 inches in the rear, 19 inches in the front. Oh. And should I be running a 20-inch in the passenger side front, too? I mean, same same answer in that we can't really tell. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I mean, like he's on the chat in here, so like Matt Henderson, mm -hmm. he's like a chassis dude. Yeah, and he's the CVR house car driver. Matt, we come down to North Carolina Matt's and join us Matt's, on our show. Yeah, Matt's drove one each everything. Yeah, so I'd probably ask Matt, maybe Matt. PM him or something, and he can help you out better than I can. Because, dude, I'm. I build race engines and I turned left. Well, I will and say I'm not a setup guy or anything by any means. Well, I think these have been stock cars too. And we, if, if you have IMCA stock car real, rules, I'm just going to say it, definitely check out uh, it, the good investment would be the race logic chassis school with the IMCA stock car with Mike Nichols. He's the, he's the oh, winningest. Yeah. That's the last one. He is to. the winningest IMCA stock car driver. Yeah. He's won. I don't know. A, a stupid number of championships. Right. Um, and again, and tires, well, it's, it's not, well, it's not free. free. I mean, once yeah, you buy it, yeah. you can, you know, and then, you know, like we saw from Danny getting that support after the fact. And yep. so that's really where we really gets into the chassis stuff. We cover a little bit more of just, well, random and engine things, but, oh, yeah. um, with the chassis stuff, we talked about tires, we talked about siping and, you know, just a lot of the tips and tricks because the IMCA stock cars, especially, um, have far more stringent rules than about anything else. Yeah. The, the metric street stocks we've got on the East coast here are pretty much like a late model with a different body at this point. Oh, so, yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's got a little bit out of hand. But. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little on the extra side, but you know, of course there's the metric street stock class too, mm. but I would really say that there was some really fantastic information oh, yeah. and talking about, I know they talked about stagger. I, I know they talked about, um, shocks and where you're putting your weight and just a lot of those intricate details that make the difference between being a top five car and just well, being middle I of the mean, pack. Yeah, answers a lot of questions people have. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I couldn't answer the question. I mean, yeah, but I'm definitely going to give you a referral to, to, to somebody who can. Right. So that's a good one. All right. Isaac says, do you think we can drink two cases in one night? Uh, yeah, with Rainy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You think so? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah there's no freaking question about that <laughs> shit. Are we throwing Peden in the mix here or what? <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a good time up at uh, the crate glass. Now, of course, I was not out doing the drinking thing because I'm, I'm boring. Oh, yeah, you were like all boring that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it might have been something to do with the fact that I was, you know, nervous and and getting stuff set up for the video shoot and all that stuff but i'm i'm, I'm pretty freaking sure yeah no we could we could pull it off I, I think so oh absolutely yeah why do you think i bought him a kegerator 
because <laughs> 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 should get tired of the recycling. <laughs> All right. Uh, William says, what do you think about the kit that takes the wind out of the crank case? Um, uh, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that Steve's not a fan. I'm just going to answer for you. Yep. Um, I would say that I sell most of those to the Midwestern market to modifieds and less so on the on the East Coast with late yeah. models. And what we're talking about is the Kevco. Prim primarily because it's illegal here. Well, the evac yeah. system is, but yeah. but the other one that's just pulling from the from the breathers is not illegal. It's still illegal in a lot of markets. Oh, is it? Okay. Not everything. I mean, Crate USA, it's like. Right. Okay. I, I thought it was. I, yeah. I didn't see that one being illegal, yeah. but um, mostly it's for my modified market in the in Midwest. Yeah, I I'm did not a, a video on that. This yeah, week. I'm not a fan of pulling a vacuum on a crate engine because none of the seals in that engine are designed to pull a vacuum. Right. So you're sucking dirt straight into your freaking crankcase if you're trying to pull a vacuum and you're sucking dirt like right by those seals. So not a fan. Hmm. Okay. Does it make power? Yeah, it makes a few. Is it worth it? I don't know. You got a million bucks. I don't are, are you a million dollar team? If you're a million dollar team, run that shit. If you're not, if you're like me and everybody else, you better not run it. Well, I mean, the ones that are just on top of the crane, on top of the, the, the breathers. The breather though, system's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm talking about that's like. That's what the, I'm trying to be very clear on here is we're not talking about But he's about talking the about the crankcase. Well. So he's talking about evac in the crankcase. That's one piece of it. But the other, there's there's kind of two versions of this. There's one that's the evac in the crankcase. But he's talking about evac in the crankcase. Well, what would you call it when you've got the shielded breathers? What do you mean? The, the little breathers. The Right. Okay. He's talking about pulling a vacuum in the engine, I believe. Well, to there's two the products. There's two products. So and let's just be clear that you don't like the one where you where you put a bung into the header and you you're pulling that vacuum. Correct. Whereas the other one, you don't care. You don't care one. No, way I mean or the that's other. fine. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's a question we need Alex mm -hmm. here for. Um, Tom says, how many races will Alex run this year? Um, I don't know yet, honestly. Um, we're cars basically done. I mean, we've been so busy at work. We have, I mean, the time they've had to work on the car has been on the weekends, mm -hmm. basically. So, I mean, the car's basically done. We're waiting on our trailer. Mm -hmm. Got a new trailer coming. So as soon as the trailer gets here, um, I don't know. It just depends on where we want to go with him. So I'm going to say probably 20 to 25 races, somewhere in that range. Good. Good deal. Well, I mean, we're, racing season is just getting geared up here now, right? If he doesn't fuck nothing up like he did the last two years. <laughs> well, you know, it just it reminds me of like when I learned to drive and my dad's word of advice, not as a race car, but just my word of advice to me. Was and your dad's just, a race car driver. My dad is a race car driver. And he, <laughs> and he told me, you know, just, Hey, one rule, just keep it between the ditches yep. and uh, basically just don't wreck your shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was his word of advice for, for how to, how to run. Um, yeah. Down so, the roads of Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, Man, he should have told me like, don't hit a tear, you know, like, don't hit objects standing in There's the road. That, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You ever did you ever play that? Um, oh, that game um, th that you'd be in a was a video game and you sat in it and it had a steering wheel and you got to drive down the road like different roads of America. Probably, yeah. And um, yeah, and I can't think of what that one's called. You're aging yourself, man. You know. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm going with 40 something. That's my final <laughs> answer. All right. We've got another question from JR says, mm -hmm. how many race days should we get on our 602 before we rebuild? We run 50 lap races on a quarter to three eighths inch, uh, three eighths mile oval. Uh, again, back to like the first, I mean, I'm sure you missed what we said at the start of the show, but <coughs> excuse me. Um, I'd leak them down every 10 races. And so long as it leaks down fine, I mean, I'm under 12 to 15% cold, then just keep running it. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason not to. Uh, once you see that higher percentage of leak down, then it's probably time to like depression. Good to know. Um, you know, you, you talk about um, leaking it down and you do have a preferred, I mean, the, the long acre leak down tester. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. yeah I, that's what, that's I, what I just use. can't get any right now. So hopefully you already have a leak. Down <laughs> <test>. <laughs> just, I mean, I mean, there's it. plenty of people that make them, but I mean, that's just one I have and yeah, I like it. It works good. Yeah. Oh, and it's an analog. It's not a digital. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do make a digital version. They make a digital but, one, but you but don't you need like, that. Right. So. Oh, and Arliss is hooking me up. He says, Cruising USA is the video game you're talking about it. I've played them many times. <laughs> Reason why is because that was one where, like, if you're cruising through Iowa, that deer would pop out on the road and, like, you would hit them. Did you miss it? I would try. So, <laughs> man, but that was the so best. So you hit the deer in real life and in the video game? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. But my gosh, I had, if, if there was one video game that I really liked to play, you know, when you're like at a restaurant or mm -hmm. something, that was, that was one. Uh, that was, a, that was one that was a lot of fun that I loved. Gotcha. I would cruise in the USA. <laughs> I think you'd remember it if I, if you saw it. Probably. Yeah, it was, it was good. I'm sure it would suck right now. I mean, like we would go and, oh man, look at these graphics. But back then we were like, oh man, look at these graphics. It was like playing Defender <laughs> and fucking Pac-Man back in the day. It's like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I never did like Tank though. The Tanks, the one that came with that the Atari. Atari. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't, never liked that one. I actually ended up watching a, watching a YouTube video where somebody was playing Pitfall the other day and i was like oh my god i loved that game and tori game? tori had never seen pitfall she had no idea <laughs> Good god. i know i know talk about aging yourself and it was like pitfall was the bomb yeah i was, was a kid yeah pitfall yeah it was amazing all right back to back to work now yeah. all right tom says uh what is that 10 to 15 percent um some have bought used engines need actual number uh, Talk about leak down. Ten to fifteen percent leak down. Yes. So when you're doing a leak yeah. down, you you're putting a hundred pounds of air in the cylinder, mm -hmm. and if you're losing ten to fifteen, I mean, if you're losing fifteen percent, then that's fifteen percent that's either going out the intake, out the exhaust, or in the oil pan. And we actually do have a video on how to do a leak down. Yeah, correct. Test. It was actually one of the very first videos we did back in the days. I oh, think, yeah. I think, uh, I think back then I didn't have a try. I didn't own a tripod yet. It's probably shaky. Oh, yeah. A little shaky. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Those early videos were terrible. But, you know, hey, the information's You got to start somewhere. Yep. Exactly. All right. Uh, Stuart says, hey, guys, anything in the pipeline coming for two barrel carbs with choke horn? No. No. Honestly, no. Um, that's such a rare. There are so many two class. barrels. There are so many two barrels out there. There's a lot, but I mean, that's it's nothing that I deal with on a daily basis. Um, if you're looking for something like that, I would honestly contact Willie because mm -hmm. Willie was like, 
Well, he's fucking two barrel king, actually. He's pretty freaking badass with that shit. Oh yeah, he's he's so good and on top of it. Yeah. Because I mean, like those Holly 4412s for a while, there was like this whole rule thing where And he's they, got he's got some stuff he does to, you know, that'll pass gauge tests, but you know. Well, he's just so on top of it that at you one, know what I mean? I do. But at one point, Holly had a different metal they were using. Yeah. And so it was like technically illegal for all these series, but the truth is you couldn't get like zinc or whatever Correct. it was. It was interesting. But yeah, I, I, I talked to Willie on two barrel stuff. He uh, he's pretty much an ace. All right, uh, Nick says, is it worth cryogenic treating springs? No, um, absolutely springs? not. That is a waste of money, waste of time, waste of everything. Well, especially six hundred two springs. Correct. I mean, they are what they are. <laughs> they just are what they are. We've crowd shit before. I mean, uh, a, a friend of mine who's another engine builder. I mean, he's like cryoed, you know, six hundred four head bolts for crying out loud. And uh, no, don't waste your money. Don't waste your time. Yeah. And don't be fooled by somebody trying to sell you something that's yeah, stupid expensive. It's not magic. Trust me. Yeah. Matter of fact, it's like snake oil. Yeah. Oh, well, we don't do that here. No. No, we don't. We don't let that slide. Nope. Yeah. Anything exciting coming up in the pipeline for you, Steve? No, just work. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, you know, this is how it feels to be popular. I'm hoping to get a weekend off at some point before Alex goes racing. Oh, do you want to go do something fun? Go do something, anything. Well, so. Well, we can do that. Get the hell out of Dodge for a day. Where would you want to go? Well, you we want to go we, driving we, distance. We got friends on reservoir, like talking about like going to Chitola or something like that up in Boone. So yeah, that'd be like totally a good little that. getaway. That'd be a great little mini getaway. Yeah. We could totally do that. All right, we just need to get it on the calendar. Just make the reservations. Oh, we'll be done with it. Yeah, so. that would be good. And we could always do the show on the way back. Do that too. Yeah, I'll well, be driving, obviously. So. No, well, I don't know. No, you can't do. You know, you're like. No, I would take care of that. <laughs> How are you gonna do the show if you're I, if I'm not fucking driving? Um. Well, I mean, I you'd have to wait till we got back. Honestly. Yeah, well, that, that might be a fact. Okay. I'm not taking my off the road. Well, I know that. Yeah, which is because I don't hit deer in the middle of the road, unlike some people. Oh, oh my god! Seriously, <laughs> you have no idea. Like, it, it, honestly, trying to trying to live in Minnesota and not hit a deer is trying to like <laughs> not get any pollen in your car this time of year. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like dodging pollen because they're everywhere. Or at least they were. You know, obviously they've. Who knows? Things have probably you hit them all, so they're not. I did not high. hit them all. I only hit like three in one summer. Two of them I hit at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on a gravel in road. In your summer car. Well, I actually only I had a year-round car, but yeah, I mean my summer car was a winter car. So like the deer knocked the rust off of it, is what you're saying? Yeah. Well. <laughs> God, what was the car? I can't remember. I might have hit that in my Firebird. Yeah, the other one <laughs> when I hit one. Hit that with a Honda Civic, yeah, that was that was scary. You guys had the mule deer out there too, so they were like big ass son of bitches. Oh, they're huge! They're huge, huge, huge. Uh, oh, Charles is Charles's little PSA for us. He says uh, mm -hmm. Biden said we might get to celebrate the Fourth of July. Fuck that stupid son of a bitch! Wow. Okay. Wow, you went a little far there, Steve. Uh, no, I mean, no, I've got no use for him or his administration or anybody. That has anything to do with it. I'm just shocked that you keep to, showing pictures of your guns on. Absolutely, I'm going to. To hell with them. 
Well, see, I'm not because then they don't know what they have, so they don't know to take anything away from me. Well, hell, my shit might get lost in a fucking boating accident tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Screw that up. wouldn't surprise me at all. That would not surprise me. <laughs> Matter of fact, well, I don't, yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. Okay. Yeah. After the whole ghost gun thing came out the other day, I bought three. Wow. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah, if you have if you have secrets, Steve is not the vault. <laughs> well, no, I, don't, I just don't care. I mean, what are they going to do about it? I mean, the law is the law. Yeah. What he's going to sign an executive order to change the fucking law? That doesn't work. It's going to go to the Supreme Court, just like freaking Trump's damn uh, bump stock man did. Yeah. And it's going to get thrown out. Well, so, they just won't listen to it because no. I don't know what did, did they even. Well, do no, they're going to listen to it. Trump shit got thrown out with the whole bump stock ban. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Of course, the ATF's going, oh, well, you know, we're not going to listen to the fucking court. Okay, that got so that clown. The, the, the problem we got is the ATF. It's not necessarily like all the bullshit that freaking Biden's doing. Well, that clown really upset me. Oh, he's a clown. Yeah, I mean, really upset me. Yeah. Talking about, like, hiding your guns behind your, you know, cans of tuna. Well, dude. Screw you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a little bit prepared, so. Right. So don't be don't be knocking my prepper ways and making fun exactly. of my guns and eating at home or anything. Mm -hmm. So, alrighty. Well, I I think we're out of questions. I think we're right at about an hour. I'm Do you have any last thoughts? If you have any last moments of thoughts here? Not really. Um, Down either. Oh, again, congratulations to Matt Henderson and Booger Brooks. Oh, okay. Both of them won this weekend for us. So. And now Bobby Cove the four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's one, like one of my one of your buddies. Yep. Well, he, I knew, I knew him since he was like that tall. Oh, that's funny. So. Gotcha. Well, I want to thank you all for being here. Thank you for being part of the show. You can join us every Sunday um, live on Facebook and YouTube on the Crate Insider Facebook and YouTube page, or we also put this out as part of the Racing Insiders podcast on Mondays. Yep. So Mondays and definitely tune in to, you know, if you're in your iTunes or anything else, please leave us a review over there. We'd really appreciate it. So thanks you guys. And we'll yep. see you next week. And, and what? Goodbye. Bye. And screw you.